Welcome to Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? A show where our host engages in a lively conversation with the guest. The guest chooses the topic and the host has no prior preparation or knowledge of the topic. Please note that the opinions expressed on this program are the opinions and views of the host and the guests and are not necessarily the same opinions and views of Al Seeger or Point of Insanity Game Studio. And now, here's your host, Chad Knight. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? I'm your host, Chad Knight, and let's jump right into announcements. So, today being January 6, 2017, if you're listening to this, get your ass to Evercon! It's going on right now! All kinds of cool shit happening! Woo, woo, woo! Exactly! So, um, but then come back on Monday the 9th and listen to this. But, if you're listening to it on the 6th, go to Evercon! I don't care where you are, go to Evercon! You got that? Evercon. One more time, Evercon. There. All right, so that's the only announcement I have this week. Um, obviously, uh, you know, we record early, so next week's podcast uh, for the 6th is actually going to be recorded even earlier um, because I will be busting my ass at Evercon, but that's all right. So welcome to my mind mare. I'm going to get a little bit morbid on you. 2016 was a shit year for people dying, uh, famous people. Um, I have a... I, I went out looking for a list of celebrities that had died in 2016. And the last list I found was over 130 people. I'm not going to sit here and read you all 130 people because, honestly, I read through the list and some of the people on there, though they may be celebrities in one walk of life or another, I have no idea who the hell they are. So I'm just going to go through some that that strike with me. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about each and every one of them. I might say something about certain ones, um, but... Anyway, um, other than who they were, how old they were, when they died, and, and what their main, um, I, I guess, what they did to be a celebrity, I, I'll mention that. But other than that, I don't think I'm going to talk a whole lot about each and every one of them because this is going to take a while because I have narrowed the list down to 30 that personally, I, I, when they died, it, it was something that actually struck a chord with me. It's not necessarily... Um, for any specific reason other than, you know, they were people that were famous and somehow impacted my life or the way I do things. So let's get started. So we're, and, and I'm doing these chronologically, so they're not in any special order as far as um, who's more important or whatever. So I, I just, and if I miss somebody that you, uh, that you know about, um, it, it, it's, you know, I'm sorry, but uh, anyway, here we go. So. This, uh, January 10th, uh, at the age of 69, David Bowie passed away. He was a singer-songwriter. On January 14th, 69-year-old uh, Alan Rickman passed away. He was an actor, best known as uh, Severus Snape in Harry Potter. And for some of you out there, Hans Gruber in Die Hard. Um, at 94 years old, Abe Vigoda died on January 26th. He was an actor and a comedian, best known as Phil Fish on Barney Miller. Um, at 94 years old, on March 6th, uh, actor and first lady Nancy Reagan passed away. Say no to drugs. Nancy Reagan was the, the, was the first lady that started the whole say no to drugs, uh, campaign. Uh, it's been, um, since the early eighties and 
I hate to say it failed, but it, it's kind of failed. Um, at the age of 90, on March 8th, producer uh, for the Beatles, Sir George Martin, passed away. Um, on March 11th, at the age of 71, Keith Emerson, the keyboardist for Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, passed away. Um, at the age of 66, Gary Shandling, on March 24th, actor and comedian. At 69 years old, you know, I'm starting to get a feeling, Tim, that 69 is a bad age this year. It's a, it's, it's a bad year to be in 2016. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the age of 69, Patty Duke passed away on March 29th. She was an actor best known for The Patty Duke Show. Um, at the age of 79, on April 6th, singer-songwriter Merle Haggard passed away. At 90 years old, on April 17th, uh, actor, uh, mother from Everyone Loves Ray Raymond, uh, Doris Roberts, passed away. At age 46, on April 20th, uh, Joni Lar, better known as China, uh, in the WWE, passed away. On April 21st, at the age of 53, uh, Prince Nelson Rogers, better known as Prince, musician, songwriter, producer, passed away. On June 3rd, at 74 years old, Muhammad Ali, boxer, uh, passed away. Uh, on uh, June 19th, actor from the Star Trek reboot, uh, reboot series, uh, played Pavlov Chekhov. 27-year-old uh, Anton Yelchin passed away. Uh, at 81, on uh, July 19th, actor, producer, director Gary Marshall passed away. Now, Gary Marshall was one of those guys. He uh, he directed shows that I grew up watching. Laverne and Shirley, uh, uh Mork and Mindy and, and those types of shows. So that was that was kind of sad to me. Um, not so much on a personal level, just because of the stuff that he did that I liked. Um, at age 81, uh, on August 13th, uh, Kenny Baker, actor, um, the uh, played R2-D2 in the Star Wars series, passed away. Um, at age 83, on August 29th, actor, author, um, Gene Wilder passed away, uh, who played Willy Wonka. He was in Young Frankenstein. Uh, he was in uh, Blazing Saddles. Um, I did an episode where I talked a lot about Gene Wilder because he's done a lot of stuff that I really like. Um, at the age of 87, Arnold Palmer died on September 25th. Golfer and inventor of the Arnold Palmer. Tim, do you know what an Ar Arnold Palmer is? I worked in the restaurant, so yes, I know what an Arnold Palmer is. It's half iced tea and half lemonade. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> At, uh, on uh, November 7th, uh, at the age of 82, Leonard Cohen passed away. He was a musician, writer, painter. Um, at the age of 82, on uh, November 24th, Florence Henderson passed away, uh, better known as Carol Brady on The Brady Bunch. Um, on November 25th, actor uh, Ron Glass passed away at the age of 71. Uh, best known for uh, actually two different roles, Ron Harris on Barney Miller. And Shepard Derelial Brook on Firefly. So, oh, um, yeah, that's right. yeah, he passed away. Um, it was a bad year for Emerson, Lake, and Palmer because on uh, December 7th, at the age of 69, Greg Lake, uh, the bassist for Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, passed away. Another 69. <laughs> Another 69. There's a few more on the list yet, too. Wow. Uh, at the age of 95, on December 8th, John Glenn passed away. He was an astronaut and a senator from Ohio. He was the first man to uh, to uh, hit space and go around the world a few times. So that's where his distinction as an astronaut comes in. Um, at the age of 69, Alan Thicke passed away on December 13th. Actor best known as Jason Seaver on Growing Pains also did uh, guest appearances on just about every sitcom you can think of. Um, 
at the age of 99, Zsa Zsa Gabor passed away. She was an actor and a socialite. She died on December uh, 18th. December was very bad to those of us who like TV and music. Um, at the age of 53, on December 25th, George Michaels passed away. He was a singer and songwriter, um, best known for his solo work, but it was also with a little band called Wham. If you are a uh, Deadpool fan, that you'll kind of get that joke. Yeah, right. Um, at the age of 94, George S. Irving died on December 26th. He was the actor best known for The Heat Miser in the Year Without a Santa Claus. I love that show. I am a Grinch, so I hate Christmas in general. Well, stop it. <laughs> Can't help it. It's, it's literally ingrained into every fiber of my being. All right, so I got. I just got a couple more here. At the age of 96, Richard Adams died on 1227. He was the author of Watership Down. Uh, also on December 27th, at the age of 60, actor Carrie Fisher passed away. She was best known as uh, Leia Organa on the Star Wars series. And this one really breaks our hearts. This this is probably one of the, the yeah, toughest ones. Yeah, one of the toughest ones. Mostly because it's new and because well it's it's Leah. It's, it's an icon. Yes. You know, it's it's a it's a true to your heart, can't get away from it icon. Right. And then for that family you can't feel any worse than the fact that the day after Carrie passed away, her mother, Debbie Reynolds, passed away from a stroke. Um and she was an actress as well, known for um roles in singing in the rain. Um, and as the mother of Carrie Fisher. So I guess this is just my official way of saying F you 2016 and hopefully 2017 is going to be a whole lot better. Go back to hell from where you once spawned. Something like that. Yes. All right. So as you guys have heard, I, I do have a guest with me today. He's kind of put his two cents worth in. Uh, his name is Tim Bishop. Tim is my reading midget. Now, before anybody goes crazy on us, Tim is not a midget. And yes, Tim can read. I I I am mildly short for an average Caucasian male. Yes, uh, and he and he's really short to me because I'm relatively tall for an average Caucasian male. But anyway, the reason I call him my reading midget is Tim and I game used to game a lot together, and uh, I was always really busy, and and Tim wasn't as busy, and Tim liked to read, so I'd be like, Tim, I need to know this rule, and Tim would go and find it, and next time we game, Tim would be like, Here's the rule. Here's the rule in all its splendificus and glory. Right, and this is how I'm going to break it now that you made me look it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, right, yep, and here's how I'm going to break it. Hold right, on. so, all right, Tim, go ahead. Tell us about yourself. Tell us what you do in the real world. Tell us whatever you want to tell us about yourself. Uh, currently, I am <clears throat> transitioning from being a college student to a stay-at-home father. Um, I'm also in the National Guard, so I'm a part-time soldier, part-time father, part-time student, part-time husband, part-time everything. Sounds about right. Yeah, not doing any of them really very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, once the transition's done, you know, yeah. hopefully that will uh, that will change. Yeah. All right, so we'll get back to Tim here in a second. As you all know, we now jump into uh, Today in History, January 6th, 1066. Harold II crowned King of England. Following the death of Edward the Confessor, Harold Godwinson, head of the most powerful noble family in England, is crowned Harold II. On his deathbed, Edward supposedly designated Harold the royal heir, but this claim was disputed by William, Duke of Normandy, and cousin of the late king. In addition, King Harold III, Hadrade of Norway, had designs on England, as did Tostig, brother of Harold. King Harold rallied his forces for an expected invasion by William, 
But Tostig launched a series of raids instead, forcing the king to leave the English Channel unprotected. In September, Tostig joined forces with King Harold III and invaded England from Scotland. On September 25th, Harold met them at Stamford Bridge and defeated and killed them both. Three days later, William landed in England at Penvensie. God, I love English words. On October 14th, 1066, Harold met William at the Battle of Hastings, and the king was killed and his forces defeated. According to legend, he was shot through the eye with an arrow. On Christmas Day, William the Conqueror was crowned the first Norman king of England. And there you have it. That sounds awesome. I, I Well, you know, all of us that do the stuff we do, we love medieval history. It is very important to us. Yes. So, with that in mind, what are we talking about today, Tim? So, actually... Uh, once you brought up gaming, that's actually what I'd really like to talk about. Um, Let's talk gaming then. But not gaming in the sense that, you know, we love to play gaming and, and we like to do a lot of things. I'm talking about maybe maybe we do them a little too often. Maybe we talk about gaming addiction. Gaming addiction. Gaming addiction. It's something that I've recently thought about myself and how I constantly have some sort of game on my mind or game in my hand and... Being transitioning into a stay-at-home father, I'm realizing that I don't like to, I don't want to kind of bring that around my children too much because I don't want them to kind of be the same way that I am, where I can't go 10 minutes without having some sort of game go on. You know, like it's it's on our mobile phones, it's in our houses, it's it's everywhere with <laughs> Look us. Look around yourself. Yes, we're literally <laughs> sitting in a cave of gaming right now. To my to my right, I have. Uh, three shelves stocked full of board games. And to my left, I have a giant bookcase that is filled 90% with gaming books and, and maybe even some game-related books that aren't gaming books but are related in some way to it. Quite possibly. <laughs> um, and, you know, I just I can't help but think all the time about how this affects, you know, my kids and, mm -hmm. and how it diverts my attention away from raising them the way that I want to raise them. Now, is that something you think, uh, let's put this out there first. I am 40 years old. You are? I'm 29. You're 29. So we've got a good 11 years, 12 years in between us. Now, I have all these games, but I think we were raised in just a different enough environment that if I don't get to play a game for a couple weeks or whatever, it's not that big a deal to me. You know, um, I didn't see a computer until I was in middle school. Okay? Yeah. Um, there were, you know, I had an Atari growing up, but we still spent a lot of time outside. You know, Atari was for when you were inside or the weather was crappy or, you know, things like that. Now, your, your generation... And not even as much as my daughter's generation yeah. were brought up on these technologies. You probably saw a computer, what, in grade school? Oh, yeah. Uh, probably even before grade school, uh, though it may not have been the most capable computer. Or right. What you'd call a computer these days. But, yeah, it was a computer. Yeah. I mean, my I owned my first computer after I was married. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it was but ton expensive. Oh, yeah. You know, it was it was back in the days of the uh, Pentium 2 processor. Right. 
which was was top of the line at the time. We went through a group called Gateway, which I don't think exists anymore. I think they were eaten up I by, think by Hewitt Packard. Probably. Yeah, they it was either Hewitt Packard or one of the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. But um, you could go, you could call them, and you could you know order your computer. And we did. We ordered a Pentium two. 400 megahertz, man. Oh. 400 megahertz. Holy cow. <laughs> uh, you know, and we had, um, I think it was like four gigs of hard drive. Mm-hmm. And the, the biggest thing, though, and we were we were like top of the line. We had a 56.6K modem. Oh, yeah. The old dial-up 56.6K. <laughs> you know, where you could download a picture in. Like an hour. <laughs> well, that was the old, that was the, that was the. The uh, 28 baud would oh. take forever. Yeah. With a 56.6, you could do it in like three minutes. Oh. Can you imagine kids nowadays waiting three minutes to download anything? A picture? Just, but, no, just a picture. Just a picture. Not even anything, not a GIF or anything like that. Right. No, I remember, I remember the first time I downloaded a movie. Uh, it took a day and a half. Yeah. A day prob- and a half. And I couldn't do anything else with my computer. Yeah, or, or your phone, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you couldn't receive calls. Calls, you couldn't, you couldn't make, make them. calls because as soon as you pick up that phone, all of a sudden your internet connection is interrupted. Yep. All you hear on the receiver is, and then when you hang it up, it starts to download all over again because mm-hmm. it interrupted it and, and they weren't smart enough to... Yeah, you, you couldn't download things in packets. You had to download it continuously. So if right. you interrupted your download, you had to start over from scratch. Where now I can download a movie on my phone in... Minutes. 12 minutes? Yeah. Tops? Maybe. <laughs> you know? You're looking at like... And, if the, and, the, whole, and the whole time I'm playing a game or I'm talking to somebody mm-hmm. or... Oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. So... The I do see gaming addiction. Um, my girls not so much, but they do have uh, what I call an internet addiction. Oh yeah, they're always watching Facebook or not Facebook, um, the YouTubes or anything like that. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I call it the YouTubes, and everybody under the oh. age of thirty-five laughs at me. It's it's just I just got a big smirk on my face because adding <laughs> the s is just something that Chad always does. It's it's I don't know. It's this the YouTubes. I you know. It's like calling Google, you know, like using it as a noun or a verb. Let's Google that. Or right. We got to go to Google for that. Yeah. I mean, when I started, the, the big the big web uh, search engine was called Web Crawler. Mm. And I think it was called that because you type in what you wanted and then you waited. Uh, as it crawled through the web to find anything that matched. Mm-hmm. You know, and just the technology growth I've seen in my lifetime – I mean, and just in your lifetime. Oh, yeah. Even in my lifetime. I mean, it's it's exponentially getting faster and right. bigger and stronger and more connectivity, you know? Yeah. I mean, now you got glasses you can put on and surf the web while you're walking. VR. Yeah, VR, which um, actually my nephew got one of those yeah, for I, Christmas. Yeah, I saw that video, by the way. And they were just riding a roller coaster, and it's just like, they're freaking out. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, I've never had VR. I've never experienced it yet. But I imagine you're just going to sit there, and, and I'm kind of desensitized to it, I imagine, and just view a roller coaster footage. Yeah, to me, I'm guessing it would make me sick. I can't play modern video games because of that, because of the, the motion. Mm-hmm. You've got the motion sickness. I can do, like, a lot of times I can play, like, if the game allows you to go into third-person view, mm-hmm. I can play that for a while. But first-person view, it's just like there was that movie that came out, um, Hardcore Henry. And I'm like, 
the concept looked awesome. It was shot as like a first person shooter game, so mm-hmm. everything was from the view of him of Henry. Right. But I'm like the the previews made me sick. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, sorry, I yeah, guess right. not. Yeah. But anyway, so addiction. So when I I me and my wife constantly have arguments about how often I am picking up my phone or or playing a game or even even on my PlayStation 3 or whatever, you know, like I'll pick up the controller and I'll start to put on YouTube so my kids can listen to some music or something like that. And I'll go, hmm, maybe if I spend a half an hour just gaming, you know, I'll then I'll put some music on or, or even the other way around. I'll put some music on for half an hour and then I'll spend the rest of the day gaming. And, you know, when I do that, I look at my kids and, you know, they, they kind of look at me to, to do something or, mm-hmm. you know let's play or something, you know, and I just kind of look at them and I'm like, I feel bad about, you know, wanting to play video games. And then today my wife, she's maybe not as hardcore a gamer as I am, but she likes, she likes to play a little bit of video games. And she put on Crash Bandicoot today from the original PlayStation. I remember playing that game. That was and a fun game. She, it, was, she it was right really up there it, with, yeah. uh, what was it? Something in Toe Jam. Earl in Toe Jam. Earl in Toe Jam. Yep. And yeah. so she put on Crash Bandicoot today and she was, she kind of wanted to play, but at the same time, she kind of wanted to take a break from our kids who we've, um, well, you've sick. got, you've got one year old twins. twins. Yeah. One year, one and a half year old yeah. twins. And they are constantly on my wife. They, they cannot be separated from my wife without crying and whining and, and wanting to do something with them. So my wife wanted to take a minute to herself and just say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play this game for half an hour, something that I never do. And one of my daughters, Serendipity, she just did not want to have that. She said, no, I want to be my mama. And she started crying and whining. And so my wife um, actually handed the controller to my one-and-a-half-year-old daughter. And that really got me thinking this morning about, you know, all the things that my wife says about how I game. And, and I, I think gaming can be used in a very positive way. Uh, I learned how to read gaming. I learned a ton of problem-solving skills. I learned a lot of patience with gaming. Um, But at the same time, I also got a lot of really, really bad habits from gaming. Uh, First of all, just straight-up addiction. I cannot go more than, I'd say, like six hours without having some sort of gaming or technology interaction. Now, when you say that, can you sit down and tabletop roleplay? I can, but I find myself still kind of craving that uh quick paced uh either mobile or or that blue light stimulation that blue light stimulation yeah something yeah. like that but it's i can do tabletop gaming uh it does it's like a half it's like a half measure you know mm-hmm. uh it it works for a little bit but in the end it's still not as good as like say playing um you know my playstation 3 Okay. Or, or playing a game on my phone. All right. See, now, my thing is, is I'm a big board game slash tabletop gamer. Um, part of that is because, you know, I came up on Atari, Sega. You know, I think I went as far as Sega Genesis, and that was about it. You know, uh, uh, what was the little blue hedgehog? Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog. Played Sonic the Hedgehog. Love that game. And then, you know, it went on, and then GameCube and all those started coming out. And as the technology got better, yes, the games look better, but 
They've become more, and, and this is just me, they've become more um, thought-provoking. You know, it used to be yeah. you just run your little Sonic the Hedgehog, you collect coins or uh, rings. rings until you have the number of rings you need to defeat the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And a story, you know. Right. You run your Mario along, you pick up the, you know, fire, uh, fire flowers, and you pick up size ups and one ups, and you go beat up uh, Bowser because you need to rescue Princess Pink right. or Peach or whatever the Peach, hell her yeah. name was. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all very do this linear. Yeah. You know, my my favorite game of all time was Pitfall. Oh yeah. You know, and the whole concept of Pitfall was you went through level after level. And the way Atari used to do it, and I don't know if you're old enough to remember Atari at all, the original Atari. A little bit. But the way they did it is you only had like 9 or 13 levels, no matter what Mm -hmm. game it was. Oh, yeah. And when you hit the top of that 13th level, it just started over again on level 1, but it went faster. Mm -hmm. And there was no way to beat these games because they just cycled and got faster. Yep, that's like the the big Pac-Man thing, you know, like just there is no end to it. It just gets faster and harder. Right. That's it. Yeah. They didn't bother to... Uh, develop endings for their games because, well, first of all, they didn't really have a whole lot of space, and second of all, they didn't expect it to be a really big thing. Right, and, and third, people like me played. We didn't expect an end. We played for a little while. Yeah, you played for a little while, and then you're done, and you go out and do something else. Right. I mean, it, it's amazing to me. I remember being a kid. You went outside, especially on the weekends, man. You went outside right after breakfast on Saturday morning, or right after cartoon, so 11 o'clock yeah, in the morning, something 10, like 10, that. 11. You go outside and you didn't come back in until I mean you come back in for lunch and yeah. supper, but then you played until mom called you in. Yeah, dark, street lights, whatever, yeah, you know. Whatever the rule was. Yeah. And and as long as we were in the yard, it didn't matter. We'd play right. till you know, yeah. bedtime. Whenever he fell on the ground and said, I don't want to get up anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you don't see kids outside anymore. And if you do see kids walking down the road, because you do every once in a while, there'll be but all of them, their heads are down and their phones are out. Yep. It's like See, and I, I guess I kind of grew up in, in the halfway between. You did. Um, I did enjoy going outside and playing. But I think my biggest experience was is that my parents um, saw the video game as the babysitter. My parents were my, – my mother is really young, and my father was not expecting to have children. I, I, was, I was a oops, that's for sure. <laughs> um, and when they found out that – I, I really kind of latched onto this gaming system. They said, oh, well, he'll spend like three hours sitting there. He won't move. He won't eat. He won't do anything. He'll, he'll just sit there for three hours. Mm-hmm. That gives us three hours to do whatever the heck we want to do. Right. And so, you know, it was kind of like, okay, well, now we've got to go out and do something. So sit down, play this game uh, while we go grocery shopping. Right. And that's what I did. And I guess that kind of... In, that started it. I mean, it wasn't really my choice, but at the same time, I I did it. You know, well, you I, know, I enjoyed it's, it. It's not really any different than in the fifties. They had a big issue with the TV became the babysitter. Oh yeah. You know, kids would sit down and stare at the TV, and then by the seventies, when I was born, you know, it was the campaign against TV. So you know, we had limited amount of time we could watch TV, and we could only watch certain things, and yeah. you know, so um, we spent a lot of time outside. Mm-hmm. You know, and you didn't want to watch stuff your parents watched anyway. I mean, my mom watched, you know, soap operas. Oh, yeah. Who the hell wants to watch that when you're, you know, an eight, nine, ten-year-old 
boy, you're like, uh, no. This goes way over my head and not very interesting. I'm going to go hit something with a stick. Exactly. I mean, we used to do, I mean, we, we probably did things that were more dangerous than watching TV, but we yeah. were outside getting fresh air. You yeah, know? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exercise, fresh air, that kind of thing. My thing, if I had to go outside, was I was a rollerblader. I would literally travel miles and miles and miles a day on mm-hmm. rollerblading. When I was a kid, I was I, I loved my bike. We'd yep. go all over the neighborhood, and I lived in a neighborhood that wasn't overly populated. Mm. So we had a lot of streets, but not a lot of people. People or cars. Um, <laughs> and, you know, my dad still lives out in Red Mountain, and I'll go out there now, and it's houses everywhere. Mm. You know, the where I grew up, and we, we would go one block from our house, there was the end of the roads, and there was this big field, and we had made a bike tray back there, you know, for jumping your bikes, and mm-hmm. we'd, you know, take a shovel and make dunes and jump over them and all this. It's gone. It's all houses now. Yep. yep. It's all subdivision now. Yep. And uh, so, you know, I see that kids don't do that as much and they spend more time with technology. But is that because space is going away? Well, I think that, you know, in, in our town specifically, I, I call it Wasa, the li- biggest little town ever. Uh, we're, we're growing. Yep. Uh, but in town, there really isn't a whole lot for kids to do. Right. I mean, you can go out to a park, but at the park, I mean, you've got a field, and you got a little bit of play equipment, and then that's it. Right. All right. We don't have kid-friendly areas in town. Like, we're getting some. We got um, the museum, the kids' museum. Yep. Uh, but that's aimed towards like eight and under, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, the mall. There's really nothing super kid-friendly at the mall. And I don't know how long the mall is going to be there. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's been dying for 20 years, but it is now on it's, a crash course. Yeah, all the stars are fleeing. But I yeah. mean, if, if you really stop and think about it, there is no center of social activity for kids uh, he, here in our town. Yeah, short of taking them to, like, uh, the Boys and Girls Club. Right. But then, now your daughters aren't old enough. Nope. And my daughters are way too old. Yep. So... But, when we when we kind of think about kids and gaming, we got to think about what's the alternative. You know, what do what would we rather have our children be doing? And a lot of people these days are really worried about you know like just children just being children playing outside yeah. without adult supervision because uh, a lot of the media scare of you know like people taking kids and, right. and kids getting lost, kids getting hurt. But I'll bet you, I'll bet you, if you sit down and somebody sat down and actually put the statistics together, the difference isn't that this is happening more. It's just that it's better televised. Yeah, it's 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 sensationalized. Because now, if a kid gets abducted in Pennsylvania. Everybody Here in knows Wisconsin, about it. we know about it. Everybody across the nation knows about it. That, right. that one kid in Pennsylvania. And with our with our cell phones now, if an Amber Alert goes off in the area code that your phone is in, you, you get know a about it. it. It goes off like crazy. Yeah, you, you get know. a message. It won't stop. Right. Um, but I mean, so you know, when I when I think about the way that I was raised, you know, on the video game. There were things for me to do. I I could have gone out. I could have rollerbladed. Um, but as I grew a little older and I became a teenager, I really started to isolate myself. Um, I really started to kind of just. I really got into role playing games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Something where you can spend. I, I didn't buy a game unless it advertised eighty hours of gameplay, because if I could beat the game in about say 
40 hours, I was unsatisfied. I didn't get out of that game what I wanted to, and so I would just not buy it. I would buy all these games that had these complicated story plots or these really intricate uh, development systems. And to me, that was incredibly fulfilling. And so fulfilling, it was it was more fulfilling than my social life. And so I kind of just stayed away. I said, hey, I, I don't need you to be my friend. I can play this game for all the entire time that I would right. be talking to you and get a better sense of fulfillment from it. And I guess that kind of trickles over, you know, into your adulthood when I feel I'm incredibly isolated. You know, I don't really like to go out and talk and meet new people and... You know, it, I, I have a feeling that it kind of stems from that initial, I just want to sit in my room and play my games and not talk to anybody. Because right. It just and and it's it. kind of become uh, an epidemic of kids in general. Mm -hmm. I mean, my girls, you tell them to call one of their friends. They don't want to have any part of that. They'll text them all freaking day. Right. But actually pick up the phone. You know, the thing that you text on that was de designed to do was talk right and I, I make fun of that all the time that it's people nowadays would rather text somebody or snapchat somebody than actually have an actual phone conversation on their phone right right i mean it, it's funny now it's not really a phone anymore it is a it's a handheld computer that has the ability to make a phone call it's a multimedia device it is it's a it's a I, what, what what did I call it? A networked multimedia device. You know, and the and the funny thing is, is every once in a while you'll still come across somebody who's got a flip phone or something like that. Yes. And you see them pop that out, and you're like, "Whoa!" Are you from the '80s? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was 30 years ago. You from the '80s? Flip phones came out then. Yeah, mm -hmm. I remember. I used to work for Radio Shack, ah. and we were on the cutting edge of selling cell phones. And my first cell phone was huge. My first cell phone was about the size of a Gosh. soda can. Oh, bigger. Uh, or a I little imagine. bit bigger. Yeah. Um, and they weighed pound, a yeah, little over. Uh, maybe, maybe a little more than a pound, yeah. And you know what it did? It made phone calls. It made phone calls. And that was <laughs> it. And it didn't make very good phone calls. Yeah. Yeah, and now, here in central Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. That 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 does you know work against us, but it was just like, you know, and to just see how far those have come into the fact that, you know, most cell phones, in fact all cell phones now, I would I would say even flip phones, have more uh, uh calculating power than what we use to put the first space shuttle on the moon. That's true, actually. I, I know it I've, is I, I've I because ninety percent of what put the first space shuttle on the moon was mechanical. Yeah, vacuum tubes and yeah, such. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, you know, just to, to picture that in your head and be like, wait, okay, that's really cool, but wait, those three guys went up there with what? Yeah, with punch <laughs> card machines. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It, it really kind of blows your mind right. how far things have come. But you know, at the same time, a, a lot of people ask, you know. Um, what uh, what are we sacrificing in return for this? You know, mm -hmm. are we sacrificing you know our youth for for video games? And you know, some people would say yes, some people would say no. My and I wife, think mostly uh, people like me would say yes, and people like my kids would say no. Yeah, and and while I, at the time I absolutely loved video games and would give heck both of my arms and one of my feet. Uh, to play video games all day forever you know as I get a little older I start to think you know 
do I really want to spend the rest of my life playing video games? Would I rather bring up my children to become productive members of society like my wife or recluse shut-ins who do nothing but consume technological products in mass uh, like myself? Right. And, and, you know, and where do you make that cutoff? Because technology is now something that you have to have. Yes. And you have to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that note, I, I kind of wish that I had taken my love of video games, you know, in a productive direction, you know, like either becoming a video game producer, uh, designer, uh, creative storyteller of some sort, or just even uh, coding, you know, just just graphic design, anything, you know, I right. wish I would have taken my love of video games somewhere. But I'm rapidly finding that, um, you know, those kind of things... Uh, millions of people already want to do that, and you know it's it's very 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 competitive. It's oh, really yeah. hard to get into uh, unless you've been doing it for the last you know ten years. It's not something that you can just pick up and go, "Hey, I'm a video game programmer. What do I do now?" <laughs> um, but you know, it, and, and on the same note, they do have indie games. You know, where one guy developed the whole game, but right, know, that's kind of rare the, for the millions of those that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, one or two guys, you know, um, what is it, the, the Angry Birds group. There was, yeah. like, two guys that developed the first Angry Bird. Mm-hmm. Great. You know, for them, it was huge. But how many games have you downloaded on your phone that was done by some indie guy, and you're just like, what a piece of garbage? Yeah, this is crap. It doesn't have anything. And that right. one guy spent the last three years of his, his life, life developing in... this one game and right. hoping and, to make some money. And it, it took like, you 38 seconds to find the glitch. Yeah, 38 seconds to go, wow, this really doesn't work. You and know? if you pay for one of those games, you're just like... Now I just wasted 99 cents of my hard-earned money. Right, right. You know, and it's 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 absolutely terrible. But at the same time, you know, it's it's something that I wish I had thought of. And, and I didn't. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, uh, for me, uh, getting into podcasting, I'm getting in late. Yeah. I mean, podcasting started, what, probably back in about 98, yeah, rudimentally. I was going to say, pretty, pretty late And it 90s. got pretty pretty strong starting in, you know, maybe the early 2000s. Mm. And we're, we're walking into 2017 here, and I've got six months under my belt. Yeah, and yet there's already a history of people who've done podcasting and Right. Pretty successfully. Absolutely. And there are new podcasts that come out all the time that, you know, and they catch. Um, do I think this one's that podcast? Probably not. No. But you know, I get 25 to 30 uh, downloads a week. I'll take it. Yeah, right. If and nothing else, it's it's a, it's a stomping ground. It's a starting for other ideas I have. Definitely. You know, um, and I have fun doing this one. Because I get to sit down and talk to people. Like, you and I would probably never sit down and have this conversation if not for the podcast. That's not I mean, true. <laughs> we, we may, but we it may not. It wouldn't be as long, that's for sure. It'd right. probably be like 10 minutes of, hey, BS, BS, BS. Okay, let's go back to gaming. Right, right. Or it'd be like, you know, man, I really don't think I should be playing video games in front of my kids, but damn, I really like video games and me being like... You gotta do what you gotta do, yeah, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Hands, <laughs> hands in the air. Surrender. You know, sometimes, sometimes you just can't play fucking video games, Tim. Yeah, right. And yeah. I say, gosh darn it, I really want to play video games. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and it's the same with me. If I could, would I role play every night of the week in a heartbeat? 
you know, I would sit down and play two, three, four hours a night. Oh, yeah. It'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. And then, and, you know, the one night a week that you probably do, you sit down at the beginning of the session, and then, you know, six hours later, you're like, holy cow, it's like midnight. What are we doing? Yeah. We need well, to go to bed. <laughs> you know, I, I role play. I have one game that I play every Sunday. Um, and, and other than that, I have a game that plays once a month on a Tuesday and once a month on a Friday. That's it. Yeah. Would I like to game more? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But is it going to happen? Probably not. Just because I don't have the time. I've got two teenage daughters. i got a wife. i got a job. I've got, you know, podcasting that I do. I've got all this stuff that, unfortunately, comes before that. See, and that's that's where the difficulty in in my style of gaming comes along is because – I have my phone with me everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a required item. I've got kids in case of an emergency. I need to be able to contact somebody. I need to be able to do things. I got to mm-hmm. stay connected with my wife. So the drug is right there in your hand it's, all it's the time. Always in my hand, and I can't. I have a really difficult time saying no because it, it's right there. And I think, ah, oh, you know, my kids are paying attention to the TV for about three seconds. If I just log in and check on something, you know, it, I can I can quick. Yeah, shut and it I don't know what games and, you play, but it's like if I log in quick on Farmville, I can collect all my stuff and I can start the new building, and that'll that's all I'll do. And then a half hour later, your kids are playing in the toilet, and you're still playing Farmville. Exactly, and that's that's kind of my thing right now. I I, I just downloaded a brand new game. Uh, it's it's a MOBA. I don't know if you know what MOBA is. It's a multi-lane battle arena game where you go head-to-head five versus five, and it's it's with real people, real players all around the world, and it's it's just so addicting when you win. You think, oh man, that only took ten minutes. You know, I can play the next one in ten minutes, and then that next one turns into like a forty-five minute game. Right. You know, and it's like. Now I've just spent an hour on my phone not paying attention to my kids or my family or my duties, you know, mm-hmm. cleaning up, uh, getting the laundry done or something that could have been done in that hour or even just being there for my children, you know, because I don't know how a lot of other people do it. But when I, I get really irritable when I play video games um, because I, I, I'm so focused on it that any kind of outside information that my brain tries to receive, it immediately rejects. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm doing yes, this. My, my kids have climbed on my lap before, and I literally, like, not forcefully, but, like, push them off of me. Like, mm-hmm. I got to finish this. Please please wait two minutes while I, I kill this guy online that's halfway across the world. Right. Uh, and then I'll hold you, you know? Right. And yeah. I, I found myself doing that, and it really kind of, after I'm done, it breaks my heart because my kid who you know really wanted that attention for maybe 10 seconds that's that's all they ever sit on me is 10 right, seconds right uh and i literally shoved her away so that i could take two minutes to do something that i and then really in retrospect you're yeah. like what was more important yeah you know and it's you don't think about it at the second because the information that you're receiving from the video game is is always taking priority in my right. mind but then after i'm done i'm like oh crap what did i do see i i i figured out a when my girls were really little um a buddy of mine loves to tell this story because I used to run a weekly game at the local game shop, uh, game night. Mm-hmm. And one Saturday, Nikki was gone somewhere doing whatever it was she was doing. I don't even remember at this point. Emma was big enough she could sit on my lap. And Molly was still small enough she was still in a carrier. Mm. So I'm sitting there one Saturday morning with Emma on my lap, 
Molly in the carrier, and I'm using my foot to rock Molly. Yep. Yep. And Emma sitting on my lap, and I'm just shoving sugar into her. Oh, yeah. And I ran a game for like four hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, my kids won't sit for more than two minutes. Well, you put I put candy in Emma, and then she'd run around, and everybody thought it was cute, and she'd come back for more candy. So. No, my my kids <laughs> would um, destroy something. Literally, they would they would grab everything that they could get within their reach and either eat it or put it places. <laughs> yeah, but they're eighteen months. Emma was more like three, yeah. four. But you know, so we figure out ways around it, but. Are they the best options? No. So, if I can offer some suggestion. Yeah, hey, I'll take suggestion. Just, you know, set aside time each day where you've got time where you can clear space. Whether it be an hour, whether it be half an hour, whether it be two hours. And confine your gaming. I know you've heard this before. I can tell just by the look on your face. Yes. And in fact, that's the number one advice that my wife gives me. Immediately, the very first thing that she says is, you need to find a time to do it when it's appropriate. Um, and I've been working on that. And it's Put so the far. the in my hand. Yeah. And, and so far, it's it's I, I'm getting better at it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all about self-control. Well, it's and a I process. Think, yeah. And I think any addict would tell you that self-control is a very fickle thing. Oh, absolutely. Dude, I am a food addict. Yeah. There's no question about it. I spent 15 months losing 150 pounds. I remember. And I put 50 pounds of that back on. Mm-hmm. So now, after Evercon, I'm going back on the diet. Yeah. Why? Because I can't do it myself. It's it's And, and self-control is it's different for everybody. Yeah, you know, and and the thing for me, the thing that works for me is having somebody that I am responsible to. Yeah. So every week while I'm on this diet, I have to go in and see my coach and they weigh me and they make you, you know, they make you, uh, especially in the beginning, you have to write down everything you ate Mm -hmm. and they rip that damn thing apart. So you make yourself um, responsible to this person. Right. So... That's what works for me. Now, who can you make yourself responsible <laughs> that's, to? That's obviously my wife. Right. <laughs> but does she have enough power over you for you to be like, she goes, okay, Tim, you get two hours a day. You have to split it up, but you get two hours a day to game. See, and, and she she does, but the problem is, is when your games take 15 minutes mm-hmm. at a time um, – my wife can't be there all the time. She can't be right there with me, you know, 24 hours a day. And so. that's where the lack of self-control comes that's in. That's where the lack of self-control comes in. Right. So my problem is, is I can, I can sneak all the time, you know, here, there and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's my kids that I really want to, to be responsible to. So, and they, they don't understand yet what I'm right. doing. They're not so going to go, daddy, you're not supposed to be doing that. Yeah. They're, 18 months old. They will sooner or later, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I hope by the time that they can, I haven't corrupted them too much where they're sitting right next to me doing this thing because that's what I really want to avoid. I -hmm. I don't want my children not to game. Gaming is great. It's an excellent learning device. It is so helpful in many different processes. Mm -hmm. A lot of scientific studies have gone into saying that games are terrible, and when they find out that what they're doing is they're actually saying games are great Mm -hmm. at doing all sorts of cognitive things. Well, you know, it's like I volunteer 
uh, with one of the local high schools doing games. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't in a couple of years because of schedules and blah, blah, blah. But when I did, there would be, you know, what we would call problem children, you know, guys that were disruptive and, but we get them into gaming, we get them into role playing, we get them into board games, things like that. They look forward to it so much that we can say, you know, Bob, I'm just using the name Bob, not anybody particular. Bob, if you behave all day in school, tonight you get to play Dungeons and Dragons. But if you don't, if you act out and you misbehave, then you don't get to play Dungeons and Dragons. We've seen that work. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a reward system. I mean, and it's it's literally hardwired into your brain. I have seen systems. I have seen guys go from being very shy. Now, when I first met you, you were relatively shy. But I've seen people that would make you look like an extrovert <laughs> start role playing and in a year's time or a year and a half, they're running the game for other people. Yeah. You know, I've seen these things firsthand. So gaming is not necessarily a bad thing, but too much gaming. That's where we get a problem. And there's that fine. There's a very fine it, line. It's, it's very difficult to tiptoe on that line because gaming is so rewarding. Um, you quickly develop habits to reward yourself for mm-hmm. doing these things, and then that's where the problem comes in. That's what that's what addiction is all about. Um, there are um, alcohol addicts, um, you know, gaming, uh, gambling addicts and stuff like that. Those things are literally designed to give you pleasure. Mm-hmm. And it's when you take that pleasure and so excess that it starts to become a problem. Well, it's just like gaming over the years. Now I've been married 20 years and I've been, uh, with my wife for more than 20 years, 25, something like that. And over those years, she has had to rein me in because all of a sudden, you know, I'll start with one game or two games and pretty soon I'm gaming five nights a week, six nights a week. And she yep. goes, Hey, yep. this doesn't work. Yep. The dishes don't get done. The laundry doesn't get folded. There are things in the real world that, that need, need to, to happen. So you, you need things. to, she's never been like, you need to drop this game, this game, and this game. She goes, you need to figure out what's important and get rid of the rest. And you've been in those groups I've cut. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I just can't do it anymore. Yep. We, we don't have time for this, and it's it's not really going anywhere, so let's just drop it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've been there, and I've done that. Um, you know, and it's just, it's a different set of circumstances, again, when the system is right in your hand. Right. You know, so, you know, you can't really... Yeah, my addiction, <laughs> I've got to get five, four or five other guys to come sit around a table with me. Yeah. To do my addiction. Yep. And for me, it's I got to press a button, and I'm right. connected to uh, 60 million users around the world who want to who want to play with me. Um, but so it's 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 again that that whole self control and being responsible to somebody. But you know, addiction is very difficult thing to manage. Yeah, absolutely. So well, you know, I really hope you figure it out. It sounds like you're on the path to figuring it out. Yep. It's just gonna take. Uh, probably a few more months of finding out what works and what doesn't. Right. And, and the thing is, is you've got to remember that your wife is going to get stressed during that time. Oh yeah. And she's got to kind of remember that you have this addiction you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And like any addiction, you can't just go, Oh, 
I'll just delete all the games off my phone and we'll be fine. We've had that argument, yeah. <laughs> because three days later, you got half of them back on your phone. Yep, I've told my wife I'll throw my phone away if it causes so much problems. And but that that's not – that's going to cause more problems because – Yeah, it's kind of extreme. You know, with the, with the world of very few landlines, if you're under the age of 40 and have a landline, there's some – usually some – extraneous circumstance that makes you do that like having kids like having kids nikki and i had a phone line when the girls were little yep you know but we don't anymore why because it's a waste of money nobody calls your damn landline anymore right it's mainly used for home emergencies yeah but i can pick up my cell phone just as quickly and hit 911 right but you know one landline versus two cell phones right yeah it's oh it's cheaper yeah but they're still godly expensive for something you never use. Right. Yeah. But anyway, so um, I think that was a that was an interesting talk. I really enjoyed that. Um, it's, it's something that hits close to home for both of us. Yeah, it does. I mean, we do different type of gaming, but it's definitely something that we've both dealt with in the past. Both struggle with. I still do because I'm like, I still want to game six nights a week. And obviously, by the sound of the talk, I'm currently struggling with Right. It, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, let's let's move on. So next week, this is going to be an interesting one for me because next week I have my daughter Emma on. She uh, she is going to come and do a podcast with me. It's my first of two teenage girls in a row. Both of them, I think, about seventeen years old. So this could be fun and interesting, or I could end up dead at the bottom of a well. I'm not sure how this is going to play out. So. Make sure you come check these out. We'll talk to Emma next week, and the week after we'll be talking to uh, Vanessa Tiemann, uh, daughter of a buddy of mine um, who's a couple years older than I am, but uh, it'll be fun. I hope. Gulp. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mailbag for this week. Again, it was empty. Come on, people. Whose podcast is it at gmail.com? It's not a hard address, and anything you ask me within reason – I will read on I will read on air and I will answer. Um, I've had one email in the time I've been doing this, and uh, they asked me for a story, so I told a story during mailbag. So, you know, it, it, it's that kind of thing. Send him mail because when he gets it, he'll be really embarrassed. I'll be really embarrassed when I get mail. Yeah, because you gotta imagine. I can't imagine some of the things that people would send you. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so again, send him some mail. All right. And so, like we end every episode, I'm going to read a quote, and Tim's going to tell us who said it. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah, I cheated. Yeah. <laughs> you cheated. <laughs> I cheated, Tim. yeah. He had the paper down in front of me, and I accidentally cheated. <laughs> All right. So, we'll read the quote anyway, and then you can be like, I know. Oh, yes. Let's play that. <laughs> All right. So, quote of the day. Kevin Smith is a very challenging conversationalist, and Jay has many great stories. Oh, no. I actually didn't cheat it because I read the quote, but I didn't read who said it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought it was Kevin Smith. No. <laughs> I saw it right in the front, and I'm like, oh, so we're getting a quote from Kevin Smith. I'm going to guess Ben Affleck. No. That's nope. that's a good guess, though. Yeah? It was actually Carrie Fisher. Oh. I had to, you know. With yeah, that. yeah. So I should have so, seen that coming. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you on the next episode. Goodbye.